bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Hello and welcome back to Bone Thrower's Theater. My name is Jeremy and I am playing Julian Illix. My name is Aaron and I'm playing Sam Baluge. This is Johnny playing Chime North. This is Jeff playing Jerland. Or Ader and Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff had the uh, dice bowl over his... Folded like a beak. Yeah, so it looked like one of those uh, plague masks that Ader and said Ader and Mar was wearing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Jordan, and I'm the GM. Not playing Ader and Mar today. Although Ader and Mar would be a great crossover character for this. <laughs> I think we already figured you know, no nope. trans-dimensional yeah, travel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and no time travel. Yeah. No Cosmere. So previously on Bone Thrower's Theater, Sam Falouge murdered somebody. Again. Again. It was Shade's fault. Yeah. 100%. Sam was going to get in, get out. Shade, who, you know, multiple personalities and all, decided to be more fun to gank someone on the way. So yeah. wrong that your elemental has multiple personalities, but you don't. Why would I? We're two separate beings. Julian, meanwhile, decided that he needed answers and he needed them now. <laughs> yeah. So had a little shakedown with two Healing Hands members. Jared Lan, meanwhile, had to unwillingly save <laughs> Gaspar Mirren. <laughs> and then um, Chime North, well, he made phone calls. Yeah. He played office man. He's an administrative individual to his core. So we were talking in um, Digby, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) Julian, you were saying that you wanted to go find Katari. Yes. Jer is following. Jer is coming Mm -hmm. along. Well, along with names, Julian, one of the things he did ask for was contact information. So it wouldn't be just names. It would be maybe addresses and or phone numbers. Since Katari Amu was the first one on the list, that's who they're going to go after first. Uh, is there an address? Sure. All right. Julian's going to always go for the address first rather than the phone. It appears to be an abandoned building. Of course it's an abandoned building. Which part of the city is it? Where's our makeshift city map? We don't have Northwest, Sam's old neighborhood, so it's kind of... Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that it's closer to Sam's neighborhood. Okay, so up here somewhere. Yeah, that sounds fair. It looks like it's actually an old tenement building that was actually gutted out by fire at some point. Oh, how convenient. So is it like completely abandoned? There's like nothing going on around it? Correct. And what time of night is it? We'll go ahead and say that it's two hours before midnight. Okay. So there's got to be squatters. Oh, yeah. What do you think Katari's doing? So, who is there anybody milling around the outside of the building? There are not that many people. Okay. Mostly, you see a couple of homeless people. People who appear to be down on their luck for some reason or another. 
they are not uh, living in council-provided establishments. It smells like uh, there's like a barrel fire. Mm-hmm. You can smell one of those, and it, um, it seems like it's coming down an alley across the street from the tenement. It smells of burning refuse. I got a story for that later. <laughs> so he's going to find the closest person to that actual building where they add the, uh, okay. the address. Okay. And he's just going to walk up to whoever that is. Description as he's as he's walking out. It looks like an older woman with a dog. He's going to walk up to her. Okay. Just says, uh, excuse me, man, that's a really interesting dog you got there. Want to buy it? Buy it? No. Yeah, I don't have... Wouldn't be able to keep it in my... Five marks. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but I can I can feed it for you. I got some extra rations here. I'll take those. Sure. Your hands are a ration pack. Okay. She rips off one of the corners and starts eating it. It's like, I'm in the area. I was actually looking for somebody. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a description, but I just have a name. Uh, Katari. Nah, it's not the dog. I, no, I'm not looking for the dog. Well, for a person. The dog's the only one that's interesting. <laughs> I lean over a little closer to him. I don't think she's going to cooperate. What's that? His aura's funny? That one? Nah, he just smells. I'm going to do an investigation just to see what kind of objects are around this lady. Okay. I want to know a little bit more about... What the, oh my gosh. One on the wild. Still ten. Okay. I'm looking for any evidence of elemental traits. Attached to her or... So for instance, what Julian would know of elementals okay. is that fire are going to be more aggressive. Air is going to be more deceptive. Water is going to be more calm. And... Earth is a little, a little bit more stubborn. Yeah, stubborn or, or strong-willed. Yeah. yeah. No, she doesn't seem to have it, those kind of qualities. If anything, she seems to be maybe experiencing some kind of dementia. Okay. So, so the dog thinks I smell funny. Not you, him. Yeah. A dog thinks that Jerry smells funny. The dog thinks that he smells funny. Yeah. You can't smell it. It smells like salt water. Oh. Makes a little bit of sense. All right. Well, thank you, you for your time. <laughs> Hold on. But you got you got this from the dog. Well, yes. The dog. She tells me things. Like what kind of things? Where to get dinner. Who to talk to. Who not to talk to. I shouldn't be talking to you. And she's like gets up off the ground from where she was sitting and starts walking down the street. Goodbye. And the dog runs after her. She's the dog whisperer. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Shall we continue? Uh, the next closest person. Okay. This one seems to be drunk. Pass. <laughs> I don't want to have a conversation with a drunk guy right now. I'm just going to look for somebody else that Julian would try and talk to to gain some information about. Okay. You see a street kid. Okay. So as he's, they're approaching the kid, mm-hmm. leans over to Jer's like, hey, hey Jer, mm-hmm. how this investigation thing works, especially with this part of town. 
it's very give and take. What do you oh. have on you? Uh, some water, <laughs> some bandages, some painkillers. Oh, that'll go over well. Yeah, that probably. might. That might. <clears throat> we might need those painkillers, especially with this kid. You can offer first aid services. So he walks up to the gate. He's like, hey, kid, what's going on? Not much. No, just hanging out. You hang out here on the regular? Yeah, I guess. The neighborhood. Okay. I'm actually looking for somebody that apparently lives around here. Just want to know if you know of anyone named Katari. Even or I? Even. It was even. Yeah, I know her. Nice enough. Okay. So does she actually live around here? Stops by every few days. Okay, because the address I got is for that building and doesn't look like anybody's living in that building. Um, no, not really. Um, she stays there sometimes, like overnight. Like in the building? Mm-hmm. Like camps there. Mm, okay. What other, what other type of people camp in that building? Lots of kinds of people, I guess. I don't know. Kids, mostly. People who don't want to be out. Don't got anywhere else to go. Do you get much uh, council authority poking around here? Uh, you know, before the parades. You know, they go in and sweep out undesirables, they say. Got to make things all look good for when the generals roll their troops down. Okay. Sometimes they'll put up, like, bouquets of flowers in all the windows of the broken-down buildings just to try and make them look better. I think they're actually going to tear that one down and put up a statue. Statue? A statue of what? The Commandant. You know, to memorialize the most recent victory over Marnaline. And also the bombing on Centaro. I don't know. You asked me. It's a lot of pointless, I don't know what you call it, warmongering, I guess. People need places to live more than they need statues. I don't know. Some people leave food at the statues. Kind of, you know, offerings or whatever. I don't know. It tastes good, though. Especially if you get there before the rice is old. Um, can I go? Yeah, I'm not holding you up. Okay. Bye. And he turns to Jared and is like, Oh, I guess we're going inside. Alright. Not a particular place where I want to be. Me either. Who knows what kinds of people are in there. I don't have my axe with me either. So you're going... So he has a flashlight. Okay. He's going to turn it on. Okay. He's also going to pull out his, uh, using my uh, equipment advantage again, the heat sensing tracking device. Okay. So he's got like a, basic a screen where heat signatures are show up like little blips in relative to a dot, which is his center where he is. Okay. So, and he's just going to start sweeping from the bottom floor and make his way up. Okay, go ahead and make an investigation roll, please. Investigation. One, two, three, four, this? five. Oh my gosh, again. One on the wild. Oh, bad. It's not bad. Fifteen. That was your target number. I rolled an eight to assist. Cool. Well, you guys succeed in investigating. You notice a couple of blips, but it seems like they're isolated, and there's not a large concentration of people or anything. Okay. So, I'm going to approach the closest one. Okay. Um, slowly, cautiously. 
Have you met Katara? No. Okay. We have not met. Has he? No, no. but I am going to do something. Oh, no. <laughs> Disguise self. Oh, gosh. Is this a spell? Yes. Yeah. Are you, and you're not letting Juliet know that you're doing this. Probably not. <laughs> and he's leading the way. The target difficulty of nine. Oh, you got, you it. got yeah. it. I got that. Yeah, so Chime and Sam are the only ones that have okay. met Katari. Yes. At this point. Yeah. Just put it out there. <laughs> so, to make the spell work, I pull out a mirror and look into it and touch my chest to my hairline with my right hand, switch the mirror to my other hand and touch from one ear to the other with my left hand. Good thing Julian's leading the way because he'd be like, the, what the crap are you doing? And puts the mirror away. What do you look like now? I look like a... Fabio. <laughs> well, hello there, ladies. I'm just walking into this abandoned building for... I look like a 20-year-old a guy with a broken nose. Okay. And like... <laughs> Three-day <laughs> stubble. I'm just going to say, don't freak out. Is your voice the same? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's still focused on the readout. He's like... Freak out about what? How I look. Turns around. He's like, what? Jer? Yeah. Let's keep going. And then he keeps. He turns around, <laughs> shakes his head, and keeps going. Uh, so as they approach the first blip on the screen, like what kind of things are around? Is it like obvious that someone is squatting here, or is it... Yeah, what? you do see some like pallets on the floor, like cargo pallets and they've got like a mattress okay on there you no like fire no no fires yeah. um okay. they're trying to not draw attention some pretty dingy blankets all right so as he walks up shine shine the light to see if you can actually see who it is that is squatting laying sitting doing whatever yeah it just seems like a um a man a man yeah it's like stop shining that light in my eyes uh, sorry and he points it down a little bit it's like i'm just looking for somebody uh, do you know uh, Katari? I was told she lives here. Uh, yeah. From time to time. If she's here, she's going to be a, at the opposite end of the building. Second floor. Second floor, opposite end. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Thanks. Turns to find the staircase and walk up to the second floor. And How long does your disguise last? An hour. Okay. Uh, blips on the second floor? Yeah, you do see you do see one that corresponds with where they told you Katari would be. So he's going to walk, and as he's, like, within calling distance, mm -hmm. he's going to say, I'm looking for a Katari Amu. You hear, like, a, a gun cock. A gun? Yeah. He's like, I was sent here by somebody that you would know. Okay, and who would that be? Uh, Mr. Neary. Gaspar? Yes. Why did he send you? Because we are all apparently working towards the same goal, and I need more information. What's your name? My name is Julian. Julian Illix. I'm an investigator that was hired by a member of your organization. And he's going to slowly start to approach. And he's like, I'm approaching because I'm assuming we should not be shouting this information. Who's that with you? Frederick. <laughs> Frederick Arthings. <laughs> His name is Willis. <laughs> no. Michael. 
is that what you say? You say Michael? Mm-hmm. And he's muttering under his breath to Jer. It's like, I don't believe deception is the correct play here, sir. It's the play I'm making. And he's going to shout back. Well, not shout back, but well, speak up loud, louder and say, well, he doesn't plan on saying much. He can wait there if if this is an issue. Mm-mm. You bo- if you, one of you is coming, both of you is coming. What's his name? His name is Jer Lamb. <laughs> okay. Julian and Jer, come close, closer. Keep your hands where I can see them. Yeah, so Julian has the light shine down at the, the floor, but he's got his hands out to either side. Okay. And is approaching slowly. And Jer's going to hold his hands out to the sides a little bit, walk up slowly. She points at you. Nice hair. What is what is her description again? I don't remember. Oh, last time. I don't know if she's actually attractive. I just said she was. <laughs> <laughs> Julian would probably respond with another compliment as well. So I just he needs something to compliment her on. Yes. Brown hair, reddish highlights, slight frame, high cheekbones, <laughs> nice hips. <laughs> no, not those cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> but the other cheekbones. Oh. Cheekbones. <laughs> on your cheekbones. Nice cheekbones. Way to go, genetics. So, as after he said, he's like, "Well, thanks. I love the red highlights. Thank you." So, Gaspar Neri sent you. In a manner of speaking, yes. Is he still in the hospital, or did he go home? He was in the hospital when we left. What can I do to help? Well, as I've been explaining to seems like everybody in your organization, we need to all be on the same page. Because I was hired to find out some very specific things, but was not given all of the information that your organization knows. Okay. Which is making it very difficult for me to actually determine what is important and what isn't. Okay. Obviously, somebody in your organization knew that I was the person to choose for this because I am personally involved in this because the people that are apparently behind everything that I'm investigating have also abducted my daughter and Gaspard's son. Okay. So So you want to know how they mm, work with me here? Gaspard gave me a list of names Okay. that he knows are also involved with investigating these dealings in one fashion or another. Mm-hmm. Your name is first on the list. If we are to do anything to, one, for me, find out the information I need to know about my daughter, two, for your organization to do whatever it is that you have planned, which I'm still waiting to hear what that is, it would behoove us to work together rather than give me a portion of information, and that's it. Okay. He explained how this, how Healing Hands is structured, right? Vaguely, and this other operative, Merkea? Kodorara. That's what the doggy said. Merkea Kodorara explained to me that not everybody has information. Gaspard also said that it's that way so that you can choose to remain hidden and the whole organization isn't exposed, which I understand to a point. 
It makes it very hard to accomplish anything if the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. Right. So you're concerned because the way that the organization is structured, it makes it difficult to share information. Is that correct? Am I understanding you correctly? Well, difficult to share information and also vital information to everyone's objectives isn't in the proper hands. For instance, I was hired to investigate fires. Mm -hmm. In investigating those fires, I also came across a fire at Gaspard, his place of residence. Okay. Which, finding out some information, clued me in on the fact that this case also has to do with my missing daughter, which somebody in your organization knew because they sought me out specifically. Why? I'm still waiting to hear. Look, if your organization is going to come to me to investigate something, as an investigator, it's my job to bring things to light. So sometimes we're not the best at communicating. That's what you're bringing to light. <laughs> well, obviously, yes. If I'm to bring things to light, the more information I have, the better. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm assuming they have come to me because they wish to still remain some level of secrecy rather than doing all the investigation themselves. But apparently there is some investigation going on within the organization. Some, yes. There's a concern... Of who you trust. Of, yes. yes. Because I understand as well that part of the faction that you are opposing is from within. Yes. I'm not within. So you obviously know, should know, that I am not a part of this opposing faction. So why not give me this information, That all the information that you have? So you want to join Healing Hands? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I think she wants you to join Healing Hands. That's the second time you've been asked that tonight. Is it? Gaspard asked me that too. Yeah, almost uh, the, so you want to join Healing Hands after you ask for more information. Let me put it to you this way. Why would I want to join an organization that is fighting from within that is the cause of my daughter's abduction? Tell me that. Well, at this point, this splinter organization... The Fire Drakes. The Fire Drakes. Good, you know their name. That's more information that I did not know that you had. They've completely separated from our organization, as far as we can tell. Their leadership has is no longer within our ranks. Choler North. Choler North, yes. And one of the key players. Yes. North and his compatriots believed that the council should be overthrown and replaced by proxies. Dangerous. Yes, we thought so too. Maybe not for the same reasons, but dangerous. Healing Hands is about doing exactly that, helping people. You know, it's funny, there was, an, there was a member a long time ago named Jerland. Any relation, by the way? Yes, he's with Healing Hands. Or was. A nope. long time ago. I am not a member of this group. He's refusing at the moment. You should hear the conversations that he's had with Gaspar about this. Well, Gaspar can be kind of persistent. Especially about people he knows, trust me. Anyway, the Fire Drakes were working with within Healing Hands as like a sub-organization. And so what they were trying to do was bring about a change in how we handle things, how we approach things. Healing Hands in general wants to help people. And being in charge of everything, not really our style. 
we would rather stay out of the limelight and help people as best we can in the nooks and crannies. Huh. Seems like that's right up your alley, Jer. He's <laughs> not going to acknowledge that. There were a lot of first responders amongst our organization members. A lot of people who had served as medics in the military. And also people who had extraordinary abilities that we thought that could lead to helping. A lot of our people are recruited by people like me. We go, we meet with them. We try and meet with candidates that we think would be best. North wasn't one of those. He approached us. And we believe that he had this idea from the very beginning, that proxies should be taking over. So it, it was a big failure and a big fiasco. And the people who were close to him, if they didn't agree with him, a lot of them wound up dead. But along the way, he started claiming that he could tell where other proxies were, especially younger proxies. And he started saying the best way to move forward with Healing Hands was not to wait until somebody got out of the military to do things, but to start training the mind up young. And this is the person that wants to take control of the government. Yes. Everybody thinks the council is overpowered now. This is going to be far worse. Yeah, I mean... And the implications of being all proxies in charge is frightening. Could you imagine, like, what somebody who believes that only those who are working with elementals... What, what, what do you think that they would do to mundanes? What do you think that they would do to innates? I'm going to correct that statement and say who believes it shouldn't be working with elementals. More working four elementals. Potato, potato, I mean... Oh, that's a big difference. Jerry just sort of gives him this blank stare of, you still sound crazy. Daisy would probably disagree with you, but we're, we're just going to leave that as is for right now. And this is who? My elemental. Fantastic. <laughs> we agree on one thing, that mankind, humanity, needs to be protected. Great. From what? can be debated later. So I take it you don't want to join? I've been hired. I will do my job. Is he helping you? Or is he just, like, tagging along? I'm learning things. Relearning things. Any other questions I can answer for you? Who else do you have working on this? I can give you a list of five names. What's with this five names? That's your Those are the cell sizes. Company policy. Yes. <laughs> All right. Five names. Blah. Five names thrown at you. Yeah. And those names are. So one is Gaspar Neri, and then four others. Four other names. That are not recognizable. Correct. But at this point, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Hey Max, have you ever read Dragonlance? Dragonlance, that sounds familiar. Well, it was a it was a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Yeah. That they turned into a book. Okay. And here's the crazy part, though. Let, let me just pitch this to you. All right. The narrator of the book is actually unreliable. He's spinning us one story while trying to tell another, and you have to kind of piece together from contextual clues or missing information exactly what's going on. It's really, really deep and really, really cool. Really? No, I'm just kidding. It's about an annoying gnome. So it's more like my life. A little bit, yeah. <laughs>
Well, it's a good thing we have better novels than that to analyze on Alzaba's Soup, where we literally become our favorite authors by devouring portions of their brains. Devouring brains, of course, means reading books. And, and over at Alzaba's Soup, we dive deep into some of our favorite novels, especially those by famed author Gene Wolfe. If you're interested, please come check us out. We're online at alzabosoup.libsyn.com or on any of your favorite podcast hosting services. I'm sorry if I offended any Dragonlance listeners. No, you're not. And we're back. So, obviously, this list of five names that you've given me is slightly different than the list of five names that Gaspard has given me. So right. it's not the same five. So you're, everybody's not working all with the same five. So it's not really a cell of five, more like a web. Mm-hmm. And no one works at all outside of their web. Correct. You said you do recruiting, right? Yes, that's one of the primary things that I do. And this list that was on the item that was stolen from Gaspard... Yes. ...has a list of potential recruits. Correct. So you might know some of the names on that list. Yeah, I have a few. Have any of those been contacted by your organization? I contacted one. Jot down the ones that you remember. Sam, and he hands you a name with the card back with the name Sam Falouge on it. Sam Falouge. I know this name. Oh, really? Yeah. Ex-military. Mm-hmm. Kind of a shady character. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I don't know. I I served with Sam. It seems nice enough. I I mean, it was very, very cordial, yes, but... I tend to be able to read people. I couldn't get a beat on Sam. Sam There's a certain quirk to it. Sam marches to a beat of a different drum. Oh, that's what I meant by shady. It's a beat of four or five different drums. <laughs> <laughs> you con- contacted Sam recently? Because just a couple of days ago, I spoke with Sam. And Sam was looking for work. Yeah, just the other day. Yeah, we were together at um, the Slippery Weasel. The Slippery Weasel? The place that was just bombed? Shoot, I didn't know that. I love that bar. That was, <laughs> that was the best like ex-military bar they had in this town. Yeah, apparently someone blew it up. Like, 24 hours ago. Brooke, I couldn't have cut a drink. Don't you find it odd that you were recruiting somebody at the Slippery Weasel and then they, someone blew it up? Yes, I totally, I totally get that. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just totally hyper focused on connecting all these pieces of information. If you become too focused on something, then you're going to lose the bigger picture. Well, I'm trying to find out the bigger picture right now because apparently the bigger picture has my daughter somehow wrapped up in this web. Okay. So you can see why I'm hyper focused on this. Like, do, you, do you have family? That you would be concerned if they were wrapped up in this? I don't want to talk about my family. I wasn't really asking to find out about your family. Just to, if you can understand my situation. Fine. Yeah, I get it. You don't want to join and your kid's important. So, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it were the fire drinks behind it. This bombing. Why do you think I'm staying in this place? I don't want to be found, so. Yeah, I know what that's like. 
stares blatantly at Julian. I didn't find you. <laughs> was there just an address or was there a number? With, for what? For Katari. No, there's no phone number. No phone just number. an address. It's like, I'm going to do a little bit more investigating. If I need to contact you again, are you, I mean, obviously, I found out from the kid that you're not always here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I move around. So, is there another way I can contact you? Yeah. She writes down an address. This is a, um, a private post store. You can send me mail at this address. I check it every two days. Okay. Be sure not to use your own address. Okay. If you ever need to reach me, your organization has my address on file, obviously. <laughs> I'll ask Gaspar. Yeah. Or Cotorara. Yep, or Cotorara. Because Gaspar did not know initially that I was hired. Where does Cotorara work? He's not in my, my group. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. So you're interested in knowing more about people outside of your group all of a sudden? No, I, you, you said that he was going to be able to contact you, but I need to know how to contact you, but I need to ha- know how to reach him. Gaspar should know. Okay, fine. Good enough. All right, he turns and, and walks around, and as he's walking, he just says, All right, see you around, Red. Later, Dreads. <laughs> Bye, Chair. <laughs> if that's your real name. It is. And scene. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and cut back to this guy, Chime North. Chime North. Brother of the villain. So you were going to the park. I was going to the park. The park of I'm everlasting. The park all day. The park of everlasting success. Yep, everlasting success. The park to everlasting success. Yes. Because that's where oh, I Oh, it's a memorial park to it. Yeah. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah, it, North Korea. This <laughs> <laughs> is North Korea. Yep, I'm heading to the park first to meet with uh, Corwin Fell. Yep. And then later on to meet with Crom uh, Delby. Okay. But before I head there, I call up Sam. Sam. And say, hey, I'm uh, going to meet with uh, Corwin. Come join me at this park. Yeah, I actually have some, some questions for you. So I'll be more than happy to meet you over there. Yep. Okay. So I assume you guys get there a little bit before yeah. Corwin shows up. That's the plan, anyways. And you have some questions? Yeah, I, I just fill chime in on the uh, my excursion of the night before, trying to get the uh, get into the safes, get the info. You tell him everything? No, that no. I tried to get into the file cabinets. Um, that was very dangerous and stupid of you. We needed the information, but they were locked. Who locks up every single scrap of paper? We all do. It's required. Do you want your personal information available for anybody to sneak in and steal? Like maybe a foreign country? Um, Sorry, that was that So, do you have the combinations (laughs) to those safes? I have some of the combinations. Maybe in the future we can try to go back and get that information. Perhaps. Because Selman Farrar is not listed at all. And that makes me think he was in the line of, in a devious line of work. Similar to yourself. Yes. It's very possible. They might be 
an interesting contact for us to try. It's to find. not a uh, name that I recognize. I mean, it's not one that I came across, but maybe, maybe some of the other contacts, my previous contacts, might know. So, why again are we looking for these people? These are the names that were on the data crystal that was stolen by the fire drakes, and we're trying to track the fire drakes to see if they've contacted any of these people. Okay. And then, once we now that we have these names and addresses, we can put them under watch to see if they are being contacted by the fire drakes. Okay, well then, uh, Corwin should be here any minute now, and later on this afternoon we can talk to Crom about this situation. While we're waiting, tell me what you know about the fire drakes. I know that they are an offshoot of the Healing Hands. And when Katari recruited me for the Healing Hands, she told me that the goal of the Healing Hands was to overthrow the government. The goal of the Healing Hands is to overthrow the government? That's what I was told by Katari. And so we're helping the Healing Hands who want to overthrow the government stop the fire drakes who want to overthrow the government who want to overthrow the government that is correct I mean I'm not exactly a huge fan of the council and all but all this seems mighty dangerous it's only dangerous if we get caught and that's why I made sure that I told I did talk to Gaspar that Katari recruited me to get information so Gaspar knows that I was brought in by Katari yeah I'm not so sure I like this whole plan but hey I've got nothing better to do at the moment. <laughs> Let's see where this leads, but just remember, I'm not going to take the fall for any of this. I think that sounds like a very good plan. I'd like neither of us to have to take the fall. So we wait for a Corwin to show up. What's that? NPC to give you information to show up? Yeah. Oh. Guess who shows up? Choler. Jeez, dude. Two creepy little children. Oh, gosh. They're very creepy. So Corwin Fell, Specialist Fell, shows up. Yes. Uh, he's wearing his uniform because he's thinking that this is a uh, standard uh, meeting with his uh, his handler. Yes. His, his that, that is exactly officer. what he thinks. Yes. Because that's how you portrayed it. Yes, it is. Call. Are you going to show up in like a Hawaiian shirt and shorts and sandals? No, nothing that casual, <laughs> but I'm not going to be in uniform either. So more like probably regular dress clothes like, yeah. or like business casual in business casual we gotta exactly. also remember that it is still not that warm inside the dome <laughs> yeah. oh yeah <laughs> it's like 40s 50s yeah, it's warmer than that no but yeah business casual that's how I'll be dressed and I have no idea how Sam dressed Sam is always dressed in the same dark khakis jacket okay Sam is edgy very utilitarian. Okay. Mr. Fell, thank you for meeting me. Um, this meeting is not exactly about your exit process, but it is related. Uh, okay. This gentleman here with me is uh, Mr. Faluge, and he just recently uh, left the service, and he brought some disturbing information to my attention. Okay. He has been contacted by a covert group trying to recruit him. Okay. He brought this information to my attention, and we believe that uh, you may be among the list of potential candidates that this group is trying to recruit. 
And we're just wondering if anybody has approached you about anything. The, no, I am I am loyal to the council. Oh, I, I believe you. I that's that's why we're doing this just a casual. No, the council it, it, it is the council is benevolent. It is. Is he? I'm I'm gonna do a sniff test on this. <laughs> <laughs> um, perception. And we're, what what is his general attitude like? Temperament. I guess we're what, what was that under like, perce- is it just straight fear or is it like? Let's go ahead and see the. Yeah. Is it going to be a straight perception or investigation? I think it would be a perception. Just straight perception. I got a four. You need me there. I have sense motive. You do. He's, he seems very earnest. He seems earnest, but does he seem like he's afraid that we're going to try and trap him or? Yes. Okay. Yes, he believes that this is a setup. Right. He believes that someone is questioning his loyalty. Mr. Feld, we are not trying to trick you in anything. I'm just trying to get a little bit of information and see if anybody has approached you. I'm not saying you've joined any covert group. I'm asking if anybody has approached you about it. If anybody had approached me about it, I would have reported that to my indoctrination officer. <laughs> 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 Indoctrination <laughs> officer. Why are you laughing? Random passerby. <laughs> as as a good officer should, yes. You're not the only person I'm asking. I'm just conducting informal interviews to make sure that this is under control. And and we are checking if they contacted you. Because they contacted me. Yes. And your name was on the same list that mine was on. I don't want to have anything to do with you. That's all well and good. But if you are contacted by any organization, please report it to your superior officer immediately. And I ask that you will also report to me as well. I'm not demanding. I'm not ordering. I'm asking. You can report to today's meeting with your officer... That's fine. As, as I said, I'm not trying to entrap you with anything at all. And I'm going to try to persuade him. Okay. This would also feed into your innate ability, wouldn't it? Yes. Well, I see a oh, six I see on a while. I see two sixes. And... Oh, yeah. Keep going, Johnny. Oh. I think Still, he's... that's pretty good. Quite persuaded. So, 33. Yeah, he seems he seems to be okay with this idea. Yes. This is nothing to get anybody in trouble that's enlisted is to protect the council and those who serve them. I will do what I can to make sure that the council is served appropriately. Thank you. For the council. For the council. For the council. Dismissed. He, he steps away. Do you believe him? Yes, I do. But, you know, at the same time, you weren't a personal after you already left the base. Mm-hmm. So, seeing as how he is still living in barracks. Mm-hmm. So, anything you want to go over before the next meeting? No. I think that went pretty well. Next one will be, a, of course, of a different color. This next gentleman is one that who reintegrated last year and has a family. And this one is an officer, so yes. likely might be a, a prime target. Yes. 
We kill time till the next meeting. Yep, next meeting. Um, he shows up. He's wearing a business suit rather than military clothes. Yes. But like you said, he's separated. And he sits down on the bench across from you, guys. Uh, I'm imagining that you're sitting on a bench. There's a path, a walking path, and he sits down across from you. And he's like, when are you all going to stop trying to interview me? That was easy. <laughs> that was actually, I'm kind of yeah. leaning quietly. That was easy. So, I take it he's aggravated? Yes. Okay. Good, that gives me an extra bonus. Mr. Delby, I'm not sure who has talked to you before today, but that's exactly why we are talking to find out who those people were. Look, I know intelligence officers when I see them, and that one smells like an intelligence officer. And I, I don't know why they're bringing the reintegration officers into this kangaroo court, because I had nothing to do with the disappearance of that GX-35. Sam, Sam's going to lean forward and say who contacted you? I have been asked by the police, the military police. I have been asked by my former commanding officer. I have been asked by a member of the legal corps. I was even asked by some people that I don't even know what organization they belong to. Do you have any names? You all ask me the same question. We'll have to name How about this? Have you been approached by anybody who is not military-related? No. About anything. Not just regarding this missing GX-35, but about assisting in any other types of projects. I mean, I'm on the job market. I've been trying to get a job with the Department of Tenement Implosions. Um... So what? What? Uh, since I, I know his file, what? Uh, what is? Is he a proxy? Is he an aide? It's just a standard. Standard. Um, but he worked in weapons testing. Okay. Chemical weapons testing. So, we are not here today talking about the GX thirty five. Well, then why am I here? Please calm down. We are just here to ask you some simple questions about any organizations who have approached you. For assisting them, not job opportunities in your normal line of business, mm -hmm. but somebody approaching you for a position that, shall we say, goes against the council. Goes against the what? There has been reports of former officers being approached by an organization uh -huh. with plans to cause harm to the council. And you want to know if this organization has reached out to me. Correct. You know, I do think I, that I was approached in a bar once. Do you remember which bar and when? I don't. It was it was right after my separation. Within, within a few weeks? Yeah. Was it a slippery weasel by chance? Could have been. I know it's a... Well, it was a very popular bar for enlisted men and formerly enlisted... Can, do you remember what the person who approached you looked like? It was a man. Kind of lanky, tall. Okay. I can't remember the color of the eyes. A bit of a long nose, though. Okay. And I know it's been a while, but can you uh, remember what he said to you? He was asking me about the best way to place munitions. Placing munitions on what? 
Well, he said that um, that he was working for a contractor for the Department of Tenement Implosions. <laughs> they were ha they were trying to settle a bet between him and some of his co-workers. And he just approached you and started this inquiry? Right, yeah. I mean, so he knew who you were and what you've done? Well, I... Before I was in chemicals, I was in standard explosives. Yes. But and your military record is not exactly available to the public. No, but there was a coin check that night. Okay. I had my munitions coin with me. Okay. I see. Well, that explains that part of it. Have we gone over a coin check in the past? I don't think we have on the podcast. Uh, coin check is when they ask, challenge everyone to see what the highest coin that you have or whatever your coin is on you. Depending on who you're with, it's an unofficial medal given out by high-ranking officials. And so, some of the times it'll be something particular to your organization; others, it's particular to a certain officer. And so, depending on how you're playing, so you all pull out if you have a coin of any sort. So that's the that's what he's saying that he had that coin on him. And uh, just to double check, what's the name of the company you're working with again right now? Well, I'm trying to get a job with the Department of Tenement Implosions. Yes, I understand that, but, I mean, you're supporting a family right now, then. Yes. Well, I'm working as an instructor for the police department on how to take, to demilitarize chemical weapons in the field. It's a noble career. I understand why you want to go into the implosions business. It can be a lot more entertaining. A lot more lucrative. That, too. What you're doing now is definitely for the good of all. Are any more questions for me? Other than uh, the harassment by the military personnel, uh, everything is going well for you then, right? Mm. Yes. All right. Thank you for your time. And with that, I think we're going to go ahead and end this particular episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Bone Growers Theater. Our cast is Aaron, Jeff... Jeremy, Johnny, and Jordan. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater, and also you can look us up on Facebook. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.